Hi, I'm Zach Schneg, Assistant Athletic Director at Wheeling University, and this is Dingo Talk. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is Dingo Talk. My guest this week is Assistant Athletic Director at Wheeling University, Zach Schneg. Zach, thank you for stopping, stopping by and sitting down with us. Yeah, Carla, thanks for having me, man. I know we uh, we had some issues getting some stuff scheduled on, on both ends, so I'm glad we were able to finally sit down and do this. So I was going to say, we've been uh, this is a six-month show in the waiting. <laughs> we've, we've been going back and forth on uh, this date works. Oh, wait, we got internet problems. We got this. So it's good to get you, get you here. We're going to do this the same way we do it every week. 2015-2016 uh, you is make, getting ready to make that decision for college. You're uh, – you went to St. John's in Bel Air. Yes. Yep. Yep. Small Catholic school there. Yep. So how does a guy from Bel Air, Ohio find his way to Greene County, Pennsylvania? Well, actually I'm, I'm from Shady side. So it's like two miles. It's like right down the river. So, I mean, basically the same town, if you want to really realistically look at it. <laughs> um, but uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get into sports somehow. And the one thing I always go back to, I think it was a uh, English assignment in junior year of high school. And uh, the assignment was come up with a journalistic article. So I wrote um, on our high school football team's previous game the last week and got a good grade on it. The teacher said, you know, good job. Uh, it is something you should look into. And I mean, I thought, well, I want to do something in sports, maybe get into sports writing. So um, that's one thing I really kind of thought about going from junior and senior year. And another goal of mine for college was to try to play baseball. And I knew I didn't have the stature nor the skills to play big time collegiate baseball. So any uh, any college fair I'd go to, I'd seek out like all the smaller college booths and, and try to get information on there. And came by uh, a Waynesburg University, I think right at the the big uh, the Pittsburgh the big Pittsburgh uh, college fair at the convention center one year. Um, and then a couple months later, I got a brochure in the mail for the Lanny for Terry sports announcing camp, which they've had a couple people on the show talk about that before. And you know, I never thought about broadcasting and thought it'd be something cool to try. So the uh, the family pitched in, and that was my birthday present that summer. Went to uh, went to sports announcing camp, and, and really fell in love with the announcing part. And um, there were a couple things that other people have talked about here on the show too. But the main reason why the camp relays so well into into the college experience for me mm -hmm. going from the camp into Waynesburg as a full time student. Um, number one, you use the the same facilities that you use every day for four years as a student that you use at that broadcasting camp for a week. Okay. You also meet the same professors that teach you and mentor you for that week. And you blow the relationships with them for the next four years. And then also I went to school with probably at least half, maybe even more of the kids I went to, to announce in camp um, that I went to school with. Um, and I became good friends with a lot of those guys, met my college roommate through there. Um, so there's a sneaky little pipeline here. Broadcasters just, going down to camp and then no oh, we're gonna just stay in school together here right right absolutely but it kind of makes it makes it nice you know what i mean you don't go into college not knowing anybody mm -hmm. you know all of your professors basically you know at least probably half to maybe 75 percent of the kids that are in your classes every single day so it, it just makes sense and i'm from a small town and i graduated with 27 kids in high school so to have 15 kids in a class was was bread and butter to me so it was it was an easy transition and that was the best transition for me i think now, were there any other schools that you looked at or once you went to the broadcasting camp and kind of got the feel of, oh, this, I want, this is my way to stay in sports, play baseball here, you know, was that, was there any other schools? Because you now, you then make your way from Greene County, Ohio 
to or Greene County, Pennsylvania to Ohio County, uh, West Virginia for right. your job now. So how does that, or was there any other factors in there? Uh, the only really other school I really looked at was West Liberty because they had a broadcasting, mm-hmm. uh, good broadcasting department and uh, it was close to home. So, I mean, 25, 30 minutes, I could have lived at home or at least um, been in the home area. I could have been back and forth. And um, I really didn't even know Bethany had a, had a really good communications department as well. So maybe that's something I would have looked at. But um, I'm really glad with the decision to go to Waynesburg. Um, but the transition to, to come back home is is kind of a long, long one. So after I graduated college, I Whoa, actually – Hold started- on, i got to stop you there. I jumped – that was my fault. I jumped the gun – Okay. I'm putting that, but what you're doing now, we gotta we gotta get the Waynesburg side out of it. Oh, okay. So, uh, you talked about you you met most of the people that you went to. You were in your major. Were at camp. Mm-hmm. You know you know the professors. What's the that first semester, first year like for you? So you come from a small area. You go to a, a small area, but a little bit bigger. Um, class-wise, but what's that first semester, first year like for you? Was there a transition period? Was it tough? Did you kind of hit the ground running? How'd that go? Uh, Yeah, kind of. It was kind of tough. I think just because, I mean, first time being away from home, and I feel like I'm a pretty independent person, so it wasn't uh, too hard of a transition, but it's still definitely a little bit uncomfortable meeting new people, uh, meeting new people in the dorms, maybe having class with people you haven't met before. But I think once you're a couple months in, you kind of realize, hey, these are going to be my friends because we have the same interests, we have the same personalities, and you just kind of hit the ground running from there. Um, no, not really. It really wasn't a transition period. Like I said, it made it made sense. It, it fit logistically as far as just what I was used to. Um, I, I knew a lot of the kids I was going to go to school with. And, um, and the nice thing, too, is at, at Waynesburg, they make you get involved really early. So even as a first-day freshman, they're having you try out for uh, a, a weekly sports highlight show to, uh, to a religious talk show to um, having your own radio show, having your own shift from 3 to 4 on a Wednesday to, to writing articles for the paper. And that's first day as soon as you get to campus, after you meet with the professors, after you meet with your advisor. And um, they say, hey, I mean, maybe look at doing this, look at doing this and getting involved. And um, and that was really good as far as meeting people and finding out what I really wanted to do, too. So that kind of helped as well was getting involved as much as possible. Well, and that's it's interesting you say that, because for for the major that or the degrees that we have, um, you, the schools you think of, the big schools, you know, Syracuse, Northwestern. Um, and I'm blanking, but those are the two that like right away they jump into your head. You're Penn State. You're you're not touching a camera, let alone being in front of a camera till maybe your senior year. Whereas that small school that focuses their communication department or the writing facility or whatever it is seems to be where the that hands-on experience gives you a little bit of a leg up. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said before, you figure out what you want to do. Maybe you come in as a freshman get it to your sophomore year and you're like, maybe I don't like the broadcasting side. Maybe I want to focus more on public relations or get into the writing side. If you go to a big school like that, you really don't have the opportunity to try those different things. You don't figure that out. So you're about to graduate. So yeah. now you got to figure out what, what the heck am I going to do? Now that really the only main thing I could think of that would be maybe a plus for some of those bigger schools is a large alumni pool that might be able to get you mm-hmm. some jobs. But other than that, you really, like you said, you don't get the experience like you have going to a Bethany, to a Waynesburg, to a West Liberty, anything like that. And it definitely helps out as far as figuring out what you want to do and getting you the experience necessary to make you job ready as soon as you graduate college. 
Now, I got to ask, you talked about playing baseball. Did you play baseball, Waynesburg? No, no, I did not. No, no so baseball. No, no baseball. No, no baseball. No, I, uh, I met with the coach, I think, as soon as I got on campus. Um, and I think I had I got a, a schedule for fall baseball and I never went to anything and anything like that. So actually, the main reason I kind of didn't is a lot of my time was taken up. I worked off campus. So I worked for um, Finish Line, the, the, the shoe company, the shoe store. I was slinging shoes through college. That's kind of the joke that I say. But, slinging um, shoes. Slinging shoes. That's right. That's right. And it was a good it was a good time, man. Other than the broadcasting side, I learned so much as far as you know what I mean? Learn, learning how to talk to people and learning mm-hmm. some street smarts and learning the business side of, of different things. And it was, it was kind of an experience, an educational experience in itself. And, um, and it really taught me time management and, and, and trying to, to push yourself to be your very best because I'd be in class from eight to one, nine to one every day. And then I'd go work at the, the store in Washington. We, I was at a bunch of different locations, Uniontown, Morgantown, um, from two to nine or three to nine and have to come back and do homework and then maybe work go to a radio show from 10 to midnight, do homework after that and go to bed and do it all over again. So um, that really kind of took away from me trying to play baseball. And honestly, that's kind of the one regret that I have with college is I feel like I worked too much. So I really didn't get too involved in Mm -hmm. like television and radio and and writing into my junior and senior year, because I was, I was managing at that point. So I was working 35, 40 hour weeks on top of doing, you know, classwork, internships, broadcasting, and, and then maybe trying to do a little bit of writing, a little bit of radio, and a, a small sliver of TV on the side as well. So it um it was good though because it kept me busy and it taught me a lot. But that is the one regret I kind of do have is I really didn't get too involved when it comes to department activities towards towards the end of my college career. But now, so you bring you bring the department activities up. What would you say? the most memorable broadcast that you had or were a part of at your with for your time at Waynesburg? I think the most memorable thing that comes to me is that we did um, we would do like full productions as you would know. Mm-hmm. And so we would do a pregame show and then they would go and do the game and then they would have a pre-recorded halftime show as far as what's going on on campus, anything like that for football. Um, my favorite one is that it was two of my uh, two great friends of mine, Sam Hickson. You had Sam on the show, and uh, and Paul Zalakar, two two good buddies of mine. We all did the halftime show together, mm-hmm. and uh, it was cool. Yeah, or the halftime and pregame shows together. Yeah, and um, it's a cool experience because I mean, now obviously I did a lot with those guys as far as radio. We did TV before, we did broadcast before, but to do that as my last broadcast on television, realistically, is my in my senior year. That's definitely the number one thing I I take away from that, and um, it it was good to to have that experience with those guys and to look back on it now today is probably honestly probably my favorite thing that I've done there. So. We're going to, we're, we're fast forward as so you brought up. That was, that's we're, we're at now you're graduating. Um, and if I'm not mistaken by, by your resume, baseball is not completely out of the picture. Uh, right. You're an assistant coach, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. So I've, I've been assistant coach at Shadyside high school for the last five years. Um, and kind of how I got into that was the, the head coach at Shadyside, his name was Sean Selman. And Sean was my head coach at St. John's for a couple of years, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, and then he left and went to Shady Side. And then I just kind of followed suit after I graduated. Um, it made sense that the, the team was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. We have a lot of guys 
going to play Division One, Division Two sports. One of our uh, best players, his name is Bryce Amos. He's a reliever now for West Virginia, uh, coming in as a freshman. So we have some Division One talent, which was nice. And the kind of the, the cool thing about that too is my first year was my brother's junior year of high school, and he played. So I kind of got to coach my brother i guess you know what i mean it's kind of hard to i would imagine right it's kind of hard to relate to him and his friends when they're three years younger than me and then i'll come home after a game and they're hanging out in the living room couch you know what i mean just just as buddies so yeah. it, it, it was cool to, to share that experience with him and to learn from so many kids and th- those kids played a lot of baseball man and and to learn from them was something that i always take forever and that's kind of a goal of mine is maybe to have my own program someday at the high school level or at least mm-hmm. be involved in baseball in some way um, and to learn from those kids, which was awesome. So, but Sean actually just resigned this past year. He had some job issues um, and I'm not hundred percent sure if I'll be back, but I, I may have another opportunity at a different high school and, and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. But well, no, that was, that was, that was, that was cool to be involved. I hope that you keep, you keep at it, man. I hope you keep at it. Um, I appreciate that. So how do we get ourselves to wheeling? Because you don't just start off as the uh, assistant athletic director. I believe you're a grad student at one point. You're, right. you're broadcasting for them. You're broadcasting for the river. Uh, how does all this all come into play? So I've been doing, we'll start at the river. I, uh, I was luckily had my number forward from a guy I went to high school with. His name is Walker Polivka. He was a broadcasting student at West Liberty, and he did some work for the River. Um, this was before the Rocky, the station that I work for, Rage now, uh, mm-hmm. before I worked for them, before they were under the, the River umbrella. I guess they were um, for Forever Media out of Pittsburgh. Um, but Walker passed along my number to Johnny O. He's the, uh, the main DJ on Cool 105.5, now Womp 105 FM. Um, and said, hey, if you'd be interested in doing some football games. And I said, yeah, absolutely, to, to do high school football games in my home area because I know all the teams. I know a lot of the kids because at that point, I was only a year or two out of high school. So I went to school when I played with a lot of these kids growing up. So and that was a cool experience. And I've been doing that ever since. We have a game Friday night. I'm in year – without COVID, would have been year six, but this is year five of doing it. So that, that was definitely a cool experience. Um, and, and I love every minute of it. I love doing it. It's a good time. Um, but as far as getting out of college, I actually started at WTOV9 as a videographer at the, the television station in Steubenville. So, again, it's awesome working your, in your home area, in your hometown, your home market. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Lanny always told us, if you're going to work in your home area, make it your last job. So then that way you're not stagnant. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. just staying there and you're you're. I remember when he had a, when, he, when we had him on the show, he said it. He might have said it four or five times. That's your last right. job. It's not the first job. Right, right. Because at that point, you're just going to stay there. And and that I would have been, I probably would have been a lifer there. Maybe it depends on what would happen. Um, but it was, I really loved the job to start, to be honest with you. I thought news was a good challenge. Uh, I never really worked in news ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also was sent out to do some sports highlights. So I'd get out and get basketball, wrestling at the time. Because it was in January of 2020 when all that was going on, January and February. Um, and then you know what happens in, in March of 2020? COVID hits. Um, the news world is pretty much focused on COVID and basically COVID only. It was basically COVID. And I guess if you want to call it uh, siren chasing, basically, unfortunately, house fires, car crashes. Yeah, that was basically what we were doing other than COVID stories 90% of the time. So instead of going out and getting in-person interviews or, or man on the street interviews, it was basically Zoom interviews and cutting stock footage. So mm-hmm. I really didn't leave the office. I was stuck in a dark 
editing bay for seven hours a day for months on end and really didn't like it at that point. So after I graduated, right, maybe even before I graduated, I kind of considered going back for my master's. I just didn't know what I wanted to do it in. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't good at math or anything like that. So I really didn't know about doing business. I didn't know if I wanted to pursue another communication degree. And I just really didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Now around that time, though, I, uh, I was lucky to build a uh, connection with Andrew Woodley, who was the SID at Wheeling. He was the SID at Bethany, probably when you were there, right? I believe, I believe so. I believe. Okay. So. Uh, Andrew's a great guy. Great man. guy. Fantastic. Yes. He was, he was a great mentor for me. Um, but I, uh, I did the broadcasting for them for their first year for their varsity football season, 2019. And luckily I made that connection through, um, professor Richard Krause, who's the department chair of Waynesburg for the communication department and, uh, Adam Zundel, who was the director of communication for the Mountain East conference. Uh, Mount or Adam was a, a, a is a Wheeling university alum, and Professor Krauss, I believe, taught at Wheeling around that time when he was there. Okay. So he passed along my number. I did the games, had a blast doing it. Luckily, they thought I did a good job because they would bring me back in a, in a larger role. So I texted Andrew one day and said, hey, are you looking for any graduate assistance? And he said, yes, call me. We'll, we'll figure something out. Did a quick little phone interview, and, and the job was mine. So I left TOV, I believe it was July, late July of 2020. And then I started at, uh, at Wheeling, I believe, August 3rd of 20. And uh, was a sports information graduate assistant. And uh, that was probably the easiest fall that any graduate assistant in sports information has ever had before because we had no sports. Yeah, I'd say I mean, so. There was, <laughs> unless you were creating, just creating stuff for people to be like, hey, we'll be back. We're not sure when yet, but right. just remember, we're coming back. That's right. Yeah, you, you're, you hit the nail on the head, man. That was basically it. So we're coming up with content as far as like, this day in history or how many days until or yep. stuff like that. We updated a lot of record books, a lot of record books on that. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to, to start out that because I got to learn a little bit about program history, mm -hmm. especially doing the broadcasting side. I could throw some nuggets in it here and there. Um, but yeah, that fall was easy, man. It was kind of cool because that was realistically the first fall I've had off and to actually watch professional and college football and hang out with buddies, you know what I mean? On a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah outside of probably in high school so it was kind of cool I kind of missed doing the game off stuff you know what I mean for a regular football season in the fall but it was kind of cool to have a fall off um and especially that was well needed time off because that next spring spring of 21 was absolutely nuts we have uh 21 varsity sports and all 21 competed in that spring so let's we had get into that though let's get into that yeah. so for from the sports information department because i think this is the area of collegiate sports that kind of gets not kind of it gets forgotten right there was that following year after covid where no matter what your number of sports was school to school you had 21 sports going on at the same time and your job is to not only make sure all the stats are right and that and that all the papers and the news the news outlets get the the story but then also update the website and make sure that there's somebody to cover the game and cover this and go, what is a typical what was that 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 semester like i mean i can't imagine i i basically lived there i should have just put a bed in my office to be honest with you it was uh it was crazy because you would never expect to have a basketball game on a Wednesday. Okay. And then you go to a volleyball game on a Friday and then you go to a football game on a Saturday, you know what I mean? And then you go to a lacrosse game the next Monday and yep. you just never expect it because those seasons never really come through together. Um, 
And realistically, thank God we had great student workers. We have some of them that are still here now. They were freshmen then. I believe they're juniors and seniors now. And they've done a fantastic job. And so basically it was Andrew, myself, and then Nate Marco. Nate is a, a Bethany alum. And um, it was basically up to us. So it was sometimes we'd have three sports going on all at once. Maybe we'd have lacrosse going on at our field, Bishop Schmidt Field on campus. And then maybe mm -hmm. baseball and softball would be playing at the same time. So Andrew would have to take one. I'd have to take one. And Nate would have to take one. You know what I mean? And luckily, the spring sports really aren't that taxing as far as baseball, softball. Um, but it's... Um, it was, but it you was throw the rest time, of it man. in there, it becomes a little bit of causes a little bit more havoc when you're talking about all the other sports on top of the spring sports. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean you, you expect baseball, softball, lacrosse, track. And you don't have to do anything for track other than just game recaps and everything like that. Maybe some previews, anything like that, a game day graphic. That's basically about it. Everything else on top of that involves a lot, especially when you come to football. That is a lot that you have to deal with. I shouldn't say deal with, but, um, but it's a it, lot. To, it's a lot to put to together. Hand. Right, right. Exactly. So I have a question as the assistant athletic director. I, I was scrolling through on uh, Twitter today before the show, and I saw that there's a little Ohio. Is there a Ohio County family battle going on between the black and gold school up on the hill and the. And the red, isn't there a brother-on-brother brother battle coming, or did it happen already? Did I miss it? Uh, as of this recording, it is going on right now, actually. Well, so it's uh, so West Liberty and Wheeling, uh, our men's soccer coaches are brothers. Sean Regan is the head coach of West Liberty. Brandon Regan is just the newly hired coach for us here at Wheeling. And now the cool thing is, if you didn't know this, their father, Jim, was the head men's soccer coach at Wheeling for 39 years, and he actually started the women's program. Mm -hmm. So for the last, I believe, Sean's been the head coach at West Liberty for six years. So for the last six years, it's been father on son, Jim at Wheeling, Sean at West Liberty. Jim just retired, again, after 39 years. And then Brandon came down as an assistant at Robert Morris to become the new head coach here at Wheeling. So now it goes from father-son to brother versus brother. So it's kind of cool. And I imagine thing, that Thanksgiving you know, dinner is going to be a little hostile, no matter how, how it plays out. That's not a dinner I want to be at. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. It depends. I think they have a great relationship. I think they talk every day. I'm I don't sure. know if they have those one of those happy-go-lucky relationships to where they could just joke around before the game, where it's like one of those like, hey, hi, and that's it for Hey, hi, here's a handshake. Get on your sideline. Right, away from right, me. right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not sure what kind of relationship they have, but I know they they're they're really close and they talk a lot. And we actually learned this. I guess this is the, not the first time that they played against each other. Brandon went to Lindsley, and Sean went to Wheeling Central. So they would wow. play against each other in high school. But this is the first time that they're actually going to coach against each other, I believe. So kind yeah, of a it's cool interesting story. how close they like that they, they, they've all stayed. I mean, Sean was at Bethany for most of my time there until okay. um, Frankie took over. Frankie Ta took over. And then Sean's been at West Liberty. I've got, I caught a couple. It was always the West Lib Wheeling, Wheeling game was always a game to go to because one, you get to see the Reagans go, the Reagans go against each other. And now it's even a little bit right. more spicy because it's like, yeah, you know, you might have got the better Christmas gift when we were 12, but uh, who won the <laughs> game last night? All right. That's thanks. That's all I need to hear. That's right. That's all that matters. That's all that matters now. So about 10 months ago is when you kind of step into this role as the assistant athletic director, correct? Yes. Yeah. So um, we actually had some turnover in the 
actually last summer, so summer of 2021, all at the same time, Andrew left. Andrew Woodley went and became an assistant SID at, uh, at Duquesne, which, are, which where he is today, and he's doing a great job. I believe he's covering football now, and they just went to Hawaii last week, so kind of cool to work in Hawaii for a week. You know That's I mean? a nice trip. Right, right. Not bad. Not bad to get paid to go to Hawaii. Uh, and they went to Florida State, too, so I think he's been to Tallahassee and Hawaii in back-to-back weeks. So He's, he's, having, got, a good, he's, he's having a good couple weeks. Right. I, I would say he is. I would say. So uh, Andrew left, I think, in June, July. And then our athletic director time left, went to a different school within our conference. Um, so my supervisor now, Carrie Hanna, was in my position. She was the assistant athletic director. Um, and then she was pulled up in July as the, as the head of the Department mm-hmm. of Athletics. So it's kind of crazy because at that time we didn't have an SID. She just got pulled up out of the blue, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't a, a known thing that our AD was going to leave. Yeah. So it was basically her. And then I was basically running sports information for about a month. And the crazy thing was we hired like two or three coaches at that time. So I'm putting together press releases and organizing, pre- not organizing, but running press conferences as a graduate assistant, which usually isn't a, a, a task held by that type of position, but yeah. it, it was a good challenge. So uh, it was a crazy time, but then eventually we brought on Zach Ziegler. He's a Waynesburg guy, graduated from Waynesburg in 2017. Um, he's the RSID now. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie didn't have anyone to help her out from July to basically December. And I uh, I was working uh, a job at that time. I was still a graduate assistant, but I was working a full-time job uh, for a tool company called Hart, which they sell out of Walmart. So I was spending eight hours a day in a Walmart, which I really particularly didn't enjoy. Uh, the people there were great. My, my my supervisor was fantastic. The pay was great. It was great company to work for, just not a great environment. You know what I mean? So and yeah. I'd rather be in sports. So I told Kara, I said, hey, I'd be, I'd be really interested in the position. And um, sorry, my dog's chewing something up here. But uh, but I told Carrie, I, I'd be greatly interested in the position and everything like that. I went through the interview process. And luckily, I, I got the position in December of last year. And uh, I've enjoyed every second of it. It's been great. Uh, like I said, it's it, it's awesome to be able to work again in your home area because there's not a lot of options. You have Wheeling, West Liberty, Bethany, W and J. If you really want to count it, because W and J is about a half hour, forty five minutes away. So and Franciscan would be the only other one I could think of, right? Franciscan too in Steubenville, right? Right. So you don't have a whole lot of options, and for me to to get in that at at twenty three, twenty four years old is is definitely a blessing. And I've, I've like I said, I've enjoyed every minute of it. So I'm going to do a little different with you that the, the end we're wrapping up things up here. I got to ask you, are you a Steeler fan? What are you growing up in the area? Where, where, where do you fall? Are you Cleveland? Are you, are you completely different wild card? What's the team? So I'm a flip flopper, honestly. So when a college football, I'm an Ohio state guy, both my parents went to Ohio state. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like I, I see the grimace on your face, <laughs> yeah. but I'm an Ohio state guy. Um, I'm actually a Cincinnati Reds fan, um, okay. but uh, yeah, I mean they they're not good. So hey, I can be. I'm all right with the Reds. You know why? Because they're the they're what I hope my Pirates will one day be again. Just not in last place. Just right. <laughs> yeah. Not they're in the basement, there. like anywhere else. The Reds are getting there. Uh, they're like a little bit better than the Pirates, and the fact that they'll give them like a glimmer of hope every five years instead of like every 20. I'm not trying to talk bad about the Pirates. No, listen, I understand. I I waited 22 years for them to make the playoffs. They did it for three years, and then they said, all right, well, that's all you got. Thanks. Have fun. Right. It's just – it's unfortunate. You know how it works. It's just smaller markets really can't compete. It is what it is. Same thing with Cincinnati. Absolutely. 
Right. So it's tough. So I'm a, on the, I'm a, no, I'm not side. I'm an Ohio guy for Ohio state and uh, for the reds, but I'm actually a Steelers fan. Um, I'm actually going to the, the game as of tonight. And when this comes out, I'm going to the game tonight in Cleveland uh, yep. with two of my buddies, Paul Zalakar and Sam Hickson. And uh, it should be a good time. So I've, I've been told be careful. I don't know if the, the fans in Cleveland are get a little wild when it comes to well, outside something to get the Steelers, but something stay away from the Mooney or Uni parking lot. There was something about somebody they're very upset with the Browns backers. If you see somebody with a Browns backer shirt on, get away from them. They're they're like toxicity out there. I don't know. I saw okay. a bunch of stuff, you know. The only thing better than Steeler Twitter on a Sunday when the Steelers lose is Cleveland Twitter when they blow a two-touchdown lead with under two (laughs) minutes left to go. And let me tell you, I thought they were all just going to simultaneously explode the city because, like, minds were very, very – they were blowing on on the social media platforms. Right. Um, What what do you even say? What do you even say to that? When you blow a two-touchdown lead a minute and a half, I mean – The only – you know – the old Cleveland Browns, now the Baltimore Ravens, had a very bad fourth quarter. And the new Cleveland Browns had a very Cleveland Brown-esque performance <laughs> in, oh, we have a two-touchdown lead and there's less than two minutes. Watch us. Right. All right. Oh, we can get rid of this. Right. You know, we, I we, say we, that, we, and we, as a Steeler fan, I know better because our offense has not looked good at all this year. Maybe we could throw the ball down the field instead of throwing it three yards. But, hey, I, I'm not – they don't pay me to make those decisions. They pay Matt Canada still. I guess at the time of this recording, he is still being paid as the offensive coordinator. So, um, right, Zach, thank you very much after, as I said, six months of trying to work out <laughs> our schedules to get you here. Um, this has been Sh- Zach. Schneg, did I get that right at the beginning? I meant to ask you before we started. Did I get it? Did I get your last name right? Yeah, you got it, man. You got it. I know. I know it's it's a little different. There's only one vowel, so it, it's kind of different. But uh, no, you you're been pronouncing man. a twelve letter last name for years. You you look at some yeah. names and you're like, man, I can't mess that up. Like, <laughs> right? They right. can mess mine up, but I I can't mess that up. Like. Well, hey, no, I appreciate that. I'll, I always say this too. I get anytime I'm calling pizza or something, I'll see on the box and be like snag, like S N A G G, like I'm snagged on something. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad you're able to get that right, man. I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad that we could have you. This has been Zach Schneg, uh, assistant athletic director at Wheeling University. I am Carla Guadagnino. This show is Dingo Talk. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you can podcast as i'm finding out you know it's funny you type yourself into google or you type the show into google i learned Mm -hmm. my shows in a bunch of places i didn't know it was so we'll have more places that you can find us as i find them uh you didn't know that they were there but if you found us and you know it let me know because i i would like to know uh you can also find us on instagram tiktok and twitter the only thing you have to change is on instagram you need to add an underscore between dingo and talk. Otherwise you're going to see a bunch of uh, Australian prairie dogs. And that's not, that's not us. (laughs) So uh, we'll catch you next Thursday at 10 AM. This has been dingo talk and we'll see you next week. Chuckleheads.